Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Ray and Peter Lance. Ray, good morning, and opa. Opa, Phil. Good morning to you. It's always a pleasure to see your smiling face. Likewise. And even your mustache sort of grows on you after a while. <laughs> Haven't changed that in about 45 years. Really? It's been that long? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I had a mustache once, and I had it for about six months. And then on a whim one night, I decided I was going to shave off half of it. And I did. Half of it. Just one half, one side. And then I sat through an entire dinner meal with my wife and two kids, and nobody noticed that I had a half a mustache. So I recommend you try it sometime. Oh, my goodness. And by the way, uh, Peter's not with us right away this morning. He had something that tied him up a little bit, but I'm expecting that before the hour is over, he will join us. Great. And so we'll pick on Peter when he comes. <laughs> Sounds great, Ray. But anyway, Phil, it's always a pleasure to be with you on Thank Sunday you. mornings. You and too. today we're going to talk about a very interesting money topic. We're going to talk about veterans' benefits, a very important topic. Yeah. There's been much in the news lately about whether educational benefits for veterans might be reduced or cut by some of the service branches. Um, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of politicking going on with some of these uh, proposed cuts. We hope that it doesn't impact veterans, and we hope that Congress and the administration can get their act together and figure out what they're doing with the sequester program, because the last thing we want to do is impact our veterans. Absolutely. What we want to try to accomplish today is talk about some of the very important programs that are available to veterans both in terms of housing or shelter, in terms of state benefits that are available, local benefits, and then certainly federal benefits that are available to veterans. Today we're privileged to have uh, several important guests with us. Our first guest is Mr. Jim Cochran. Uh, Jim is the veterans agent for the town of Fairhaven, and he's been there for many years. We'll introduce our other guests in just a few moments from the Mm -hmm. Veterans Transition House in New Bedford. So, good morning, Jim. It's a pleasure to have you here. Good morning, Ray. Always a pleasure. And uh, you've been uh, nice enough to be with us once in the past, but this is such an important topic, and it pertains to the things that we do in our own business, which is to help people with financial matters, and especially veterans. Um, You may or may not remember that in my family, we have four generations in a row that served in the United States Marine Corps. I do. I do. And um, I know you served in the Navy. I did. And what you didn't know, Jim, is that you and I are exactly one month apart in age. I did not know that. We're born the same year. I won't mention it on the radio. Uh, You were born on October 17th. Correct. I was born on September 17th. Why do you look so much younger than I? (laughs) Well, I have more hair. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And and neither of us has a mustache. (laughs) No, not anymore. Not anymore. No. Well, Jim, let's talk for a little bit about what you do as the veterans agent for the town of Fairhaven, and what are some of the kinds of assistance that you provide to veterans and to widows of veterans, for example, or spouses of veterans, because I guess it could be either male or female, uh, correct? That's correct. And um, is your program um, funded by the federal government? No, it's funded by the uh, state the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, uh, in the department is called the Department of Veteran Services. Okay. It's located in Boston. Each town and city has its own veterans uh, administrator and veterans agent. 
And I think we have, what, something like 350 cities and towns Correct. in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. So that means there's at least 350 separate offices? Not quite that many because some of the uh, areas have uh, divided into districts. Okay. And there may be three or four small towns in one district that would be overseen by one veterans agent. That makes some sense. We did a little research uh, before this show, Phil, right. and um, found out that we do have veterans services officers in Acushnet, Dartmouth, Fairhaven, Marion, I guess Mattapoisett and Rochester are together. That's correct. New Bedford, Wareham. And if anybody wants to have information from their local veterans agent, they should go to their town hall and find out where to get this information. But if you are a veteran or if you have someone in your family who is a veteran, absolutely make sure you inquire into what your benefits are. So, Jim, what are some of the kinds of things you do in the Fairhaven office, for example? Well, we administer the Chapter 115 program, which is a program under the Department of Veteran Services to assist veterans, their wives or widows, and under certain circumstances, their children. And basically what we do is uh, offer financial assistance and full medical care. Is it mostly for people who have a financial need? It is. It's low. It's budgeted. I'm, I'm sorry. It's it's uh, low income based. Okay. And normally the key would be 200 percent of the uh, state poverty level. All right. So which, there is an income uh, benefit to this, or there's an income uh, qualification for it. I guess it's income based. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you provide medical ass- assistance or medical insurance. Once a person qualifies for Chapter 115, 100% of their medical uh, will be uh, covered by us. Good. We and pay it, all co-pays, we pay all insurances and such. And can they go to their normal doctors, or is there a list of approved doctors they have to go to? Normal doctors. Uh, it depends on their insurance. Uh, their insurance, whatever they have, we will reimburse them. If they come to us and have no insurance, I will purchase a medics or a, an insurance policy for them. Okay. And the only ones that are limited are the ones that may be on, like, Tufts Healthcare. But mm-hmm. they bring that with them, and uh, we merely just uh, reimburse. Are you seeing more younger people today who might be returning from um, Afghanistan and some of those places, for example? Those numbers are increasing now. Normally, we don't see them for several years after uh, they've, they've come out of the service, simply because they may be eligible for... Uh, unemployment insurances, things of that nature. All right. And we usually see them after they've settled and the unemployment has run out. They're looking for jobs. They're trying to get into the educational system mm-hmm. uh, through their veterans. And then we are able to give them a little assistance in getting them started. Uh, the key is to get them started early okay, so that they will be independent the rest of their lives. So besides health insurance, which is critical, if you have a medical need, you need to be treated in the hospital or by a doctor. What about prescription drugs? Same. We cover 100% of the prescriptions. All right. And is there such a thing as helping somebody find a job? Is that part of what your Absolutely. Absolutely. We work very closely with the unemployment office or the employment security office in New Bedford. Hmm. Uh, There are two uh, service officers there that work strictly with veterans. 
So you're not just providing financial aid. You're helping somebody that might be looking for a job. You're helping somebody that might need, well, what about fuel assistance or something Same. like that? Same. Fuel assistance included. Anything that the veteran may need, the veteran or their family may need, we do everything we can to, to uh, provide it. What if somebody just needs food? Do you have a food bank? We do not have a food bank, but uh, I have an in with a lot of the food banks, so I know where to send them. Okay, so <laughs> basically it sounds like if a veteran or possibly a widow of a veteran mm -hmm. has a financial need, they should certainly contact the person in their off in your office. Absolutely. If they're in Fairhaven or in their local town if they happen to live in another town. Yeah, in New Bedford, they're not in the town hall. That's one of the very few they are at 181 Hillman Street. Okay, that's good so, to know. Yeah. 181 Hillman Street for New right. Bedford. Mm -hmm. And a couple of other questions I wanted to ask. Um, what percentage of the help that you give is actually to veterans and what might be, to, what might be given to children or, or widows, for example? Is it more veterans or is it more widows? Right now, it's more widows. Fairhaven is sort of a unique community. We have four elderly housing units and probably 85% of my clients, maybe 90%, are widows. Normally a town this size, 16,000 people statewide, normally they would have about 15 to 18 cases. We mm -hmm. run 111 cases. Wow. Well, we're advocates for the veterans, so we're okay. always out there looking for veterans that need help. Do you advertise in the local paper, for example? Well, we don't anymore. We don't need to anymore. We okay. did it one time. Uh, I'm talking back around 2000 to 2003, 4, around that area. We did. Now everybody seems to know us. So we have referrals from the Council on Aging, uh, Coastline Elderly, the Veterans Transition House. Uh, many, many people know who we are and what we do, mm -hmm. and they merely send that veteran to me, and uh, we do everything we can. We're going to talk a little bit later in the hour um, about benefits to veterans who might want to start a business and who might want to do contracting with the government. That's through a federal program that we'll talk about in a little bit later. Did you know that some of the local businesses will provide discounts for veterans? I'm not sure if you've experienced that. I do. I do. Uh, there's several chain stores that will give a 10% um, discount to veterans, but normally they require a veteran's ID, a right. VA card mm -hmm. uh, from the medical, VA medical. And uh, those that do not have the VA medical are trying to secure cards to show they're a veteran. Uh, right. Several of the towns around the Commonwealth have started that program. We're in the process of doing it now. We just have to find a place to have the pictures taken mm -hmm. and uh, scan the DD-214s and get the information, and we can make a card also. Good. By the way, my son Peter, um, who will be here in a little bit, uh, a little bit late this morning, um, was very instrumental in helping to create the Marine Corps League in New Bedford. Oh. It was uh, created many years ago and then didn't last a long time, but it's been resurrected and it's now a thriving organization. And um, what I found out is that Lowe's Hardware Store uh, will give a 15% discount to veterans on all purchases either by presenting a veteran's card or uh, what I do is I present my um, Marine Corps League ID card and that's also satisfactory evidence and they'll have a manager come over and take a look at your card and you get an automatic discount so I encourage anyone who is a veteran who needs to make purchases make sure you have your ID cards and uh, inquire it doesn't hurt to ask you that well, there's, a, there's another way of identifying yourself as a veteran. Uh, that is by going to the uh, Registry of Motor Vehicles. You can now get a driver's license that 
states that you are a veteran. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, you can do that. Well, that's, that's certainly very important to do. Yes, of course. I wasn't aware of that either. No, you know, it might even help you with a speeding ticket sometime. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but that's not the main reason to do it, obviously. Right, Phil? That's right. <laughs> uh, Jim, how long have you been doing your job? I've been the agent for 12 years now, going on 13. Mm-hmm. And do you enjoy it? Oh, I love it. I love it, it. it yeah. must be very gratifying to be able to help people. For a change, it is. Compared to my past uh, vocations, yes, it is. You know, well, I know about your past. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I, I think um, I think Phil this morning said that he had met you in prison once. He did. He met me in prison several times. I was asked, how do you know uh, Mr. Cochran? I said, oh, uh, I met him at prison. <laughs> but that's when I and was that's Well, the good is. thing is I work there. Yes. Yeah. And I was just visiting. Okay. <laughs> sort of like Monopoly, right? Get out yeah. of jail free. Don't pass go. No, Jim, actually, you were a corrections officer for I quite was. a long time. Yeah, uh, 21 years. Yes. Bristol County House mm-hmm. of Correction. Um, I forgot to do something very important this morning, Phil. What's that? And that is to ask you a couple of quotations by famous Greek philosophers. I am ready. Bring it on. And see if you can identify the person who said this. I'm ready. Quality is not an act. It is a habit. Quality is not an act. It is a habit. Da, 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 da. Begins with an A. That was Aristotle. You're correct. 100%. <coughs> <laughs> we'll give you one more quote because you answered that one so well. Love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. Wow. That sounds like. Does it begin with an S? No. And a P? No. Does it begin with an A? Yes. Aristotle. Aristotle said that also. <laughs> Wonderful. You're 100% this morning. <laughs> well, next time I'm not going to give you any hints or clues. You're going to have to really know your Greek philosophers. Oh, there's a whole list of A's. <laughs> uh, Phil, one of the things I'd like to mention, and to you also, Jim, in case you don't know, is that um, my wife, Tenny, and I think you've met her before I also. Have, yes. Uh, practices law and works primarily in the area of estate planning and Medicaid planning and helping people with financial assets. She's also certified as a veteran specialist. And the interesting thing is that she can help people in that area with information and guidance, although she can't earn any fee from that. There's no fee that can be paid to a private attorney, but nevertheless, she can offer that as a free service for somebody who's looking for that kind of guidance. And if they want to reach her, they can call her at 508-998-8800, and she'd be happy to help them. And there's a lot of information available. I've, I was really overwhelmed when I was doing some research for this presentation at how many sites are available on veterans' rights, veterans' benefits, uh, veterans' transition that we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. And um, it's appropriate because... When a veteran signs up, when an individual signs up for the military service, at some point or another, they could be in harm's way. They might not. They might not serve in combat, but they never know. But they're signing their life, and they're signing over to the government the right to use themselves, including their life if necessary, in service for their country. Right. And therefore, it's really important that we do anything we can to help somebody who has served their country. And I think one of the saddest things 
around this to find that there are veterans out there who can't find a job, who need services, who need housing, who need shelter, who need medical care, and you know, it's really gratifying that there are people like you that do the work that you do and that these programs exist. Um, what's coming up, in, if anything, in the near future uh, in Fairhaven? Are you doing any special programs or are you involved in any of the programs for planning for uh, Veterans Day in the fall or Memorial Day? Do you get involved in those activities? I have a limited role in that because I'm so busy with the office itself. I do the, pro, uh, the parade programs. Uh, I help coordinate anything that uh, they need. And uh, there's always a series of meetings getting things ready. So it, it's, a big, it's a big step to get a parade ready. And uh, the Veterans Day Parade in, in, in Fairhaven is probably one of the best I've seen. They do such a grand job. Mm-hmm. And Gary Payette is the one that organizes all of that. What's his name? Gary uh, Payette. Payette, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very good at what he does. And uh, So you're physically located in the town hall in Fairhaven. I am. I am. And what's the telephone number to reach you or to reach your office? 508-979-4024. And I do have an admin assistant now that works in the office. Her name is Ivy Winkley. Okay. Winkler. She uh, is an eight-year Air Force veteran, very savvy on computers and such, and she has more or less taken over the educational benefits side of what we do. Good. Uh, she's, she's very good at what she does. Let me poke into that for just a minute. What do you do in the area of educational benefits? Well, you have a lot of veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan that have benefits coming to them for the uh, uh, their education. They have earned them through the military. Mm-hmm. And basically what Ivy does is sits down with each one of them, fills out the necessary forms, tells them where they must go, who, uh, the, uh, the websites that uh, they need to visit, and gets them all set up. And uh, then, of course, they're going to school, they're getting a stipend from the government. And another interesting thing about Chapter 115 is, if you are going to school under the GI Bill, or the, the newer parts of the GI Bill, <coughs> There are semester breaks. Semester break can be 30 days or more. Sure. The summer, you could be all three months. If you're a full-time student under the GI Bill and you do go to get those breaks, you can come to our office and we will pay the stipend for that month because the VA does not pay any months that you are not going to school. Okay. And we will fill in that void and pay for the... the uh, downtime you may have because the, the school is closed. I bet a lot of people don't know that. They don't. Uh, we've only had three this semester. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's it's really fairly important. new. It's very new. It was just, uh, just see, I'm trying to remember, about a year ago it was announced. Mm-hmm. And that can help somebody stay in school, obviously, because Absolutely. they'll have some means of support in between the semesters. Um, how do you think Massachusetts compares with other states in terms of providing for veterans' benefits? They're number one. Number one. No one can match us. Wow. No one. Well, we can be proud of that, can't we? Yes, we can. This um, started uh, right after the Civil War. hmm. And we've always taken care of our veterans and uh, their families. It's something the VA doesn't do. The federal programs do not do that. But Massachusetts takes care of the family. And I'm talking about the wife and the widow and certain children that mm -hmm. are disabled. Yes. Do you ever have anyone inquire into how they might start their own business, a veteran who might want to start their own business? I have. 
Uh, one of the problems with that is the VA doesn't really get into small business loans, mm-hmm. and we normally send them right to the, the Better Business Bureau so that they can... Okay, or the SBA, Or for SBA, example. yes. All right. And, and, and get their answers. We, I've, we I've can't been, help them. I've been doing some work in this area recently, uh, Jim and Phil, and uh, looked into service-disabled, veteran-owned small businesses. Mm. Oh, yeah. And there's a huge amount of information. And if there's a veteran out there who has any kind of a service-related disability, and it has, it's only a program for service-disabled veterans, um, go take a look at www.gsa.gov or call me at my office and I'll direct you. I've been shipping material out to several people recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a very unique program for service-disabled veteran-owned uh, individuals. You have to go through a certification process and the interesting thing is you can have a 10% disability. It doesn't have to be a 50% or greater disability. It can be a very small disability, but if it's service-connected disability, you can get registered, get certified for this program, and you can then apply um, either through the SBA or through other government programs uh, for um, federal contract set-asides. So let's say you want to be a supplier right. or something, and you want to bid on some federal contracts. There is an initial financial requirement. You have to put up, I believe, $12,000, and there's ways to go about doing that as well. And it's almost like a deposit to make sure you're going to operate your business correctly and you're really going to do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of a year, you get that money back from the government. But it allows you, for example, to uh, bid on public contracts. The federal government and sometimes the state government But certainly the federal government now has mandatory set-asides for service-related disabled veterans. And it's the highest preference we have in terms of set-asides. It's higher than any other minority or female-owned businesses or anything else. So there's a great push by the federal government. And uh, President Bush, when he was president, issued an executive order to Mm -hmm. try to make this even more open and available for veterans. Sure. There's just a lot of information. I'd commend everybody to take a look at the uh, www.gsa.gov site or get in touch with me at my office. Um, we're on Fonts Corner Road, Phil, as you know. Right across from the wonderful UMass Law University. Right, and you can call and ask for Peter Lance or Ray Lance at USA Wealth Group. And that number is 508-998-8858. And we'd be happy to give you some information. But there are training programs available for how to become a government contractor. Um, I have a gentleman right now. He's a uh, service-disabled veteran. Uh, He's currently about to retire from the post office, but he's still young and able to work, and he's very interested in doing something in this kind of a program. And so I'm helping to get him organized. And by the way, the person who's service-disabled has to own at least 51% of the company, and they have to be the main operating officer of the company. So you can have partners who are non-veterans. Hmm. So we'll talk more about this, and yeah. we're going to talk about the folks at, uh, from Veterans Transition House. Jim, I'd like to thank you so much for being here today. You're, you're very generous with your time, uh, not only with us here, but also to service the veterans, and I'm proud of you. Thank you, Ray. It's always a pleasure to be here. Nice seeing you again, and nice seeing you again, Phil. It's been too Thank many years. You. Yes, it has, yes. and you look wonderful. Keep Thank up you. the great Thank work. You. 
thank you, as Ray said, for what you're doing for our veterans, and uh, thank you for doing such a great job. Well, it's a pleasure when you can do a job that you really love and you can see results. And Jim Cochran from the Town of Fairhaven, Veterans Agent. Thanks, Jim. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, MoneyWise Radio Show with the Money Guys continues following these words. Also, we're off. Yep. Uh, that's my own assistant. Yeah, Ivy. Ivy. Her husband was a uh, Marine who served in Iraq. Hmm. And uh, I don't know if the program, if you interview those types of people or not, but uh, I asked her this morning, but it's okay to give you the guys. She did show Welcome back to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Ray and Peter Lance, and this time I mean Ray and Peter. Lance. Good morning, Peter. <laughs> Good morning. I was really quiet the last segment, but uh, no, you, you just weren't here. Speak up this time. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about a lot of things in your absence. We talked about how long Phil has had his mustache, mm-hmm. and just a lot of good since things. high school. I'll listen to the repeat. You've had your mustache since high school. Yes, and that's all it's grown. <laughs> it's like the hair on top of his head. Some things just don't work out. Oh, I, all right. <laughs> no, Phil, we love you dearly. We're just poking fun at you today. But anyways, it's a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Peter, for uh, being here. Um, uh, the first segment, we had uh, Jim Cochran here from the uh, town of Fairhaven. He was walking out as I was walking in. Yep. Uh, great guy. And right now, for the second part of our uh, show this morning, we're going to be with Sarah Dozenberg. Did I pronounce it correctly? You did indeed. Good. Sarah Dosenberg and Kelly Monroe from the Veterans Transition House. Thank you so much for having us this morning. And we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and find out what we've got going on. Good. What do you do there? I'm the executive assistant. Um, I do a lot of the public relations, the events, um, fundraising. So because it is a um, small nonprofit, we get to do a, a lot of everything. Are you strictly funded from private sources, or do you get state funds or federal funds? We do. We have state funds, and we're also funded through the VA as well, and also okay. through our um, through our fundraising, um, we help raise um, monies as well. And I saw recently in the paper that you had a big fundraiser just not too long ago. We did. This past Sunday, we had our third annual Spaghetti Supper, which was um, put together with uh, Walter and Julie Biard, and they did such a fantastic job. Um and uh, it was a great success. So we thank them very much and also all the sponsors who helped make that night possible. So oh, that's good. thank you very much. How much money did you raise for that? Um, well, we don't. We still have a little bit trickling in from some other um, people maybe who weren't able to attend. So we should have a final total here pretty quick. Good. And, well, and what other fundraisers do you have throughout the year? That is that one of your biggest ones? Um, it is one of our biggest ones. We also have our Veteran of the Year event we have every year. Um, and what we do is we solicit from the public um, nominations for a veteran in the community who um, does outstanding work with veterans or raising attention to veterans' issues. Um, so that is right around um, Veterans Day. Um, and then we actually have a new kind of um, fundraiser we're going to be doing here, and Kelly will talk about that. I've actually uh, been to the Veteran of the Year program before. I went to it. It was at the um, Hawthorne Country Club, um, if I recall. Do you still do it there, or where do you do it? Um, we do. We've had it there for the last uh, two or three years. We've had it there, um, and I mean, we do enjoy having it at that um, at that location. However, we're not, you know, limited. We we do like to look around and see if maybe there's another place in the community um, that we could go to. So hmm. now I know uh, pretty much what 
the Veterans Transition House is all about, and my father knows a little bit, but um, could you share with us exactly what the Veterans Transition House is? We've had Jim uh, come and actually meet with us at our one of our Marine Corps League meetings to talk about uh, you know, having some shared support with one another. Um, so he discussed in, in detail about what you guys do, but for the listening audience, could you explain what the Transition House is? Absolutely. The um, Transition House is a place for homeless or um, veterans who are in risk of being um, homeless. They come to as a shelter. Um, it's very much like barrack style, so it is a 55-bed facility, um, and a veteran can go there for any number of reasons, anywhere from divorce to um, maybe, you know, substance abuse, maybe other issues. Maybe they're just transitioning. Maybe there's, you know, something happened with their living situation and, you know, you know, the economy has been, you know, pretty difficult, loss of job, things of that nature. So they'll come to us um, and they're able to stay in the main house uh, for up to two years. And then we have our um, graduate houses throughout the community. So they're able to do more independent living. um, And we're actually in the process of turning a lot of those into permanent housing through the VA. So um, as of right now, we have a total of uh, 59 residents in our program. So we are helping right now currently 59 veterans um, who are at risk of being homeless So or homeless. Well, thank you for what you do. Uh, we've talked about veterans benefits and veteran support for a better part of a year. And there are a lot more programs and a lot more things that veterans can take and, you know, not advantage of because they certainly earn it and deserve it. Um, but it's incredible to see that there's still a lot of people that really need help and, and need a lot more help than what's already out there and available. So you have 55 beds, but you're currently housing 59? Yep, that's so because we also have our graduate houses throughout the community. Gotcha. So our okay. main facility, which is the old Union Hospital right on Purchase Street, um, that particular facility holds 55 beds. But then we have the four additional houses throughout the community. And we'll talk more about the great work that you all do over there, but I know that uh, Kelly wanted to talk about the next fundraiser. So Kelly Monroe. Kelly, what do you do? Uh, I'm the VISTA Volunteer and Fundraising Coordinator. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're going to have a new fundraiser this year, and we're going to do a -a skydive-a-thon. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're hoping for late (laughs) summer, maybe August. Wow. um, Late July. And so if anyone's interested in doing that, they should call me at 508-992-992. 5313, extension 32. <laughs> okay. Phil, can I c- count on your support with that? Well, I, I was just wondering. <laughs> is this f- we dive out of a plane, mm-hmm. uh, you mean into the sky, like 10,000 feet mm-hmm. up? It'll be all <clears throat> tandem jumps. Phil, I think we should recruit some politicians <laughs> for this effort. Can you think of any politicians you'd like to recruit for this fundraising effort? I have a list. <laughs> Now, I, what I really want to know, Kelly, is are you shoots? planning to do this also? I don't think I'll actually be jumping. Sarah is, though. Oh. <laughs> was it your idea? It was actually um, one of our coworkers came okay. up with it, Brian Consacio. Hmm. So. That's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and when is this going to be? We don't have an exact date as of yet. It's going to be um, probably late um, summer, maybe oh. early fall, and it's going to be very similar to like a walkathon. Um, those who <laughs> do want to jump, they would have people sponsor them. Perhaps a family member, you know, might need a little, um, you know, pardon the pun, a little push to do something like this. So maybe with uh, those don't look at me, Phil. Sponsorships oh. that would make that happen. Very <laughs> similar to a walkathon, except yeah. you're ten thousand feet. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> well. 
I'm thinking about George Bush the senior. I have no aspirations to follow in the footsteps of George Bush. But as I said, I can think of many politicians I'd like to volunteer for the job. No, I shouldn't say that. We've got some excellent politicians in this area, don't we, Phil? We do. And we'll be sure to mention that closer, your uh, your promotion closer to the date when you have it. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, uh, Peter, uh, this is something to think about as, as a potential fundraiser. Um, Peter, as I mentioned earlier on the show, when before you were here, was very instrumental in, in helping to create the Marine Corps League in New Bedford. Uh, maybe the Marine Corps League could try to get the Marine Corps silent drill team that sometimes goes down to Orleans. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we could get them to come to New Bedford as an alternate location and turn it into a fundraiser, maybe for something like the Veterans Transition House? We've actually talked about that. I believe that there's like a year uh, you know, to sort of turn around, if you will, in terms mm-hmm. of requesting it and getting all the funding for it uh, before you can actually get them here. Uh, they already have their summer schedule set, as far as I know. But yeah, we've we've actually talked about that. Um, we had meetings last week, and we've got meetings this coming week to talk about specific uh, fundraising activities and getting together again with uh, Jim and other people from the Veterans Transition House. And then we're planning on having a uh, like a cookout at the Veterans Transition House in the parking lot. Uh, just some of the Marine Corps League guys and, and some of the residents at the house. Well, certainly there's a need for something like the Veterans Transition House. Certainly you're fulfilling a very important need to provide shelter and housing and other services. What are some of the other kinds of services that you provide? What what does VISTA mean? Or um, that's the program I'm with. It's through oh, okay. AmeriCorps VISTA. Oh, all right, a sure. national volunteer yep. program. So uh, is that strictly a volunteer program? Do you get paid for doing this? Uh, we get paid a stipend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is it a, a, a one or a two-year assignment you have to be assigned here? One year. One year, okay. Good. And so what are some of the other things? Well, first of all, how can people reach you if they want to either volunteer? I'm sure that you need plenty of volunteers. And if anybody needs help um, or just wants to find out more about what you folks do, is there a phone number and a website? There is. Our phone number is 508-992-5313. My extension is 25, and again, Kelly's is 32. Um, And we do have our website, which is vetshouse.org, and that's vetshouse.org. Okay, excellent. Well, we've learned a little bit about the Veterans Transition House. We know that your 501c3 nonprofit uh, tax-exempt organization so I assume you accept donations also if somebody wanted to make a donation. Absolutely. We do um, have um, a, a donation program in, um, that we're in the process of um, really putting together. We're doing like in-memory donations now. We're also doing it where we could do estate plan, um, uh, the estate endowment giving and things like that. So we're, um, we've got a lot of things um, going on. So if anybody has any specific questions, definitely give us a call. Okay. Um, my wife, uh, Tenny Lance, uh, who's an attorney at Lance Law Inc., does a great deal of work with not only nonprofits, but also people who do estate plans and want to make uh, charitable donations and charitable gifts in their estate plans. So that might be something that someone would contact her about sometime. If they wanted to make a donation, they could contact you directly or they could contact her. And why don't you provide that phone number, Peter? Sure. The law firm number is 508 998 8800. Good. And Phil, um, 
Let me ask you, what's going on later this summer that you might know about for veterans programs? I mean, I know we have Memorial Day activities taking place. Does Do you know if the Veterans uh, Transition House, do they participate in any activities like that? Or maybe I should ask uh, Sarah that question. Well, um, we actually have um, a couple of different things that we're going to be going on. Starting in April, we are doing um, a Veterans Collaborative is what we're calling it. Um, and that is getting together all the veteran um, organizations or people who work with veterans and getting them all together in one place and seeing, ha- having us you know, communicate and seeing where it is that we can work together and also finding out what specific services each organization provides. So maybe if there isn't necessarily something that we can help with, maybe we can refer you know, the veteran to another organization or to another individual who can. And that's going to be on April 6th which uh, between 2 and 4 p.m., and that's going to be at the um, Fort Tabor Community Center. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Again, that's April 6, 2 to 4 p.m. And you can call us with any questions or to um, RSVP for that event. Um, as far as Memorial Day goes, uh, we um, don't have anything going on this year. Um, a lot of times we will do cookouts for our residents at the house, um, you know, expressing our thanks. And we also... Um, Uh, we have at Kalaski Common there is a Veterans Memorial there. So sometimes we'll take the residents, we'll walk over there and, you know, do a little um, gardening, a little uh, cleaning up of the area over there. And the Marine Corps League will, I'm sure, be in touch with you again to uh, coordinate some of these different events uh, and be a part of them. And we'd like to see if any of the veterans in the Transition House would be interested in helping to clean up some of the cemeteries, which we're looking to do the weekend before Memorial Day. Um, And what Sarah was just talking about with the uh, community center down at uh, Fort Tabor, they've done a a fantastic job with that. Uh, There's a little museum there, I understand, and um, they've really cleaned it up, uh, not just cleaned it up, but put a new building down there. It's really nice to see. They put a huge addition onto it uh, about a year ago, as a matter of fact. In fact, it's the biggest little museum in the nation. <laughs> is it really? And that's what Scott Lang has said about it. <laughs> oh, really? That's good. That's a good description, isn't it? Um, Sarah, a question I have is: Is there any kind of a transportation component of the Veterans Transportation a trans, trans, Transition House, like? What if somebody needs a ride? Do you have a van or something? Absolutely. We were, um, as many of your many of your listeners may remember, last year we did a um, Bank Five had a um, um, a campaign where they raised their them and their customers raised um, funds for a hero van. Now that hero van allows for us to take our residents to medical appointments. Um, and to other th- appointments throughout the community. So um, we do provide transportations, uh, uh, transportation. So whenever they have an appointment, they just need to let um, our house manager know. That way we can make sure that they are on the schedule for the day. As, aside from uh, needed transportation, like to a medical appointment, for example, do you ever do tours, like taking people down to the military museum, for example? Um, well, we're actually coming out of winter time. During the summertime, we do have a lot of activities that we plan for our residents. Um, we do um, take them to various locations. Sometimes we'll have a beach day, and that is definitely going to be um, one of the stops on this for this summer. Is going to be that military museum because, um, especially because last year's veteran of the year was Ray Larue, who is um, a part of the military museum. So. Sarah, you seem like you're a very good spokesperson for the Veterans Transition House. Do you like to talk? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I noticed, Ray? We have two wonderful ladies with us this morning, and I was wondering whether or not women veterans 
uh, apply for any kind of benefits and uh, if they need housing tell us a little bit about women veterans well we did have a women's house um, which had the capacity of for 10 female veterans but unfortunately due to low census um, we only had it about two percent full the entire time we had it open so we eventually had to turn it back over into um, uh, male veterans there is a women's house um, uh, in Providence or right near Providence that we refer, I don't have the information in front of me, that we do refer um, female veterans to. So there are um, programs for them. Um, here, we didn't, um, the need just wasn't great enough for us to be able to keep that open, unfortunately. So, Do uh, each of you or either of you have a, a story or a reason why this means so much to you, this uh, supporting of veterans? Uh, well, actually, yeah, I um, had originally started off, um, my father had passed away in 2008, very suddenly, an Army veteran, and um, right after that, I was laid off due to the economy, and so while I was laid off, I really wanted to do do something, you know, for my dad in memory of him, so I started volunteering at the Veterans Transition House, and I was there for a little while, and finally, they offered me a job, so um, it started off as, you know, something doing in my spare time and you know I was willing to do for free and they wanted to, to pay me to do it I was on unemployment so it worked out great so that's why I'm there and that's why the program means so much to what me. What a wonderful way to honor your father's memory. It is wonderful and you know something interesting too about the annual Marine Corps birthday party that's been done for a number of years the cake that commemorates the Marine Corps birthday, which has the Marine Corps insignia on top of it and the dates of the formation of the Marine Corps and so forth. In the past was actually baked by an army veteran who thought so much of, you know, helping the Marines that he would bake the cake every year and the cake would be donated. So there's a lot of interaction between the different branches of the service. What's, what's done at the Veterans Transition House in terms of helping people find jobs? Do you interact with, like, veterans agents, for example? We do. We work closely with the veterans agents, but also we have a, a great working relationship with the Career Center in New Bedford where there is a um, someone who's specifically dedicated to veterans, to helping veterans, whether it be with, you know, certain kinds of training or, um, you know, certain job openings and things like that. So they do, we do work closely with, um, with him. Good. You know, and one of the things I came across recently, there are a variety of websites and information and materials available for anybody who has interest in veterans programs or veterans benefits. You can get it from a place like the Transition House. You can get it from the local city or town veterans agents. And we also have a large supply of information available in our office. Peter, why don't you tell people how to reach us if they want to contact either of us? Sure. The number at the office is 508-998-8858. One thing I wanted to mention, it's, it's not necessarily a great thing to talk about, but in the late 1940s all the way up until about mid-1980s, there was some serious water contamination taking place at the main Marine Corps base in North Carolina, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And there's uh, a number of Marine Corps veterans who are eligible for benefits and compensation if they served there during that period and have experienced health issues as a result of it. And again, we've got information about that also. It's, the reason it's of interest to me is because my brother, my father, my mother, and my sister all lived at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina on three separate occasions. So we've been researching that. Um, 
it doesn't mean that we're impacted necessarily, but if anybody is a former Marine and uh, served in Camp Lejeune during, really, from the late 40s all the way up until the late 80s, they may have been exposed to uh, water pollution contamination. And if they have medical issues, they can be entitled to other benefits in addition to regular benefits from the veterans. Well, I think the bottom line for the show is that there's so much information that's out there. There's a lot more benefits that are out there for people who are deserving of them, who aren't aware of them. We did this show a year ago, and there were so many benefits that came up from Jim and other guests that we had on uh, that you know I wasn't aware of, my father wasn't aware of, and we heard a lot of feedback from our listeners who weren't aware of the benefits. So you've earned it. Please go out, and, and, and you've earned it as a veteran, and you've earned it as a, a spouse of a veteran for sure. Uh, so go out there, do the research, find somebody that can help you get every single benefit that you deserve because you've earned it. Um, it, as I said before, it's getting better, but there's still so much more that could be done and should be done for our veterans. And, you know, thank you both Sarah and Kelly for everything that you do at the transition house. And by the way, Kelly, I'm glad to know that you're a VISTA volunteer and I didn't understand the connection at first, but one of the things that's always been on my mind is I think we should have universal service in this country. It doesn't have to be military service. It could be community service. That's right. And I think every graduating high school senior should spend a year doing something to help their country, mm-hmm. help their community, or serve in the military. What I've been saying, uh, excuse me, what I've been saying is that I think that everybody who graduates who's you know even remotely physically fit enough to do it, um, as long as they don't have some sort of, uh, you know, handicap, physical handicap, you should be able to pick a boot camp of your choice. I don't care if it's Coast Guard, Marine Corps, Navy SEAL, anything. And you should have to go through the boot camp, and then when you're done, you can walk away or you can continue if you choose to. Well, not everybody could do that. But, Kelly, I want you to know also that if you decide that you're going to jump out of the plane with a parachute, <laughs> that there might be one... Uh, brave man in this room who might consider doing that also. Oh, okay. so, something Good to think to Congratulations, about. Congratulations, Ray. No. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, look in the other direction. Look at Peter. <laughs> I don't think you were talking about anybody else but yourself. <laughs> no. How, are actually, you going, how is the money going to be raised for that? Do you uh, t- Tell us a little bit about that. So the jumpers would have sponsors. Um, so you can get your family and friends to sponsor, you know, ten, twenty dollars. I see. Um, and as it adds up, we'll have a price with. We're thinking we're doing it out of Newport, mm-hmm. um, Rhode Island. We'll have a price with them, and you, if you raise a certain amount, you get to jump for free. And the money that you raised over what it costs for you to jump all goes to the Veterans Transition House. You know, this is a serious um, suggestion. Maybe you could also have it so that somebody could be designated that they have to jump. But they could buy their way out of the jump if they raise five hundred dollars, let's say. Or no, like, I know that idea for the Like staff. the prisons. You know, or the, I know that yes. the little prisons where they lock up people. Or <laughs> Phil said that he wasn't gonna jump, but maybe we could do like a uh, some kind of a fundraiser where we see about shaving off the mustache for a certain price. How about something oh. like that? That would be great. But it has to be for a lot of money. <laughs> no? And no half mustache. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're really thrilled to have with us this morning uh, both Sarah. Uh, Dozenberg and Kelly Monroe from the Veterans Transition House. It's a very important part of our community. They do very important work. And remember that there are many, many services available to veterans and to their families, whether it's the Veterans Transition House, 
or services through uh, the veterans agents in the various towns and we can make some suggestions also uh, through our offices uh, through Tenny Lance at the Lance Law Firm or through um, our offices Peter and if somebody is interested in looking into becoming a uh, service disabled veteran owned small business you have to obviously have been a veteran and have a service disability we can show you how to qualify for that program as well. So please be in touch with us, 508-998-8858. Phil, it's been a pleasure to be with you again always, today. Always, And Sarah and Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us this morning. Thank you. You, you do good work. Keep it up. Thanks. Thank you both. And thank you both for your sacrificing your service to uh, this country, Ray and Peter, and the whole family. Your whole family has given to this country what truly defines a patriot. Thank you so much. And uh, you, you have the final word here. God bless you, Phil. We'll <laughs> see you again next week on you the radio. Betcha. You betcha. And thank you, folks, for listening to Money Wise Radio Show. Did I miss the uh, quote of the week, by the way? You did. There were two of them. <laughs> he got them both right, but I gave him a clue. <laughs> That's the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. Thanks, everyone, and have a wonderful, wonderful week.